You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. Change begins from the margins of our society inward, from the grassroots up. And in our reading this week, uh, change begins in an empty tomb after a Roman cross with a woman named Mary daring to hope again. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 464. Our title this week is Resurrection and listening to those on the margins, and our reading in the lectionaries from the Gospel of John, John 20, 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw the the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in and saw and believed. For as yet, they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples were Returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Look, Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that what that he had said these things to her. All right, so this weekend, for many Western Christians, it's it's Easter weekend. It's a celebration memorializing the, the resurrection. And before we jump into this week's reading from John, I want to remind us that for many early Christians, the good news was not that Jesus had died, especially not that he had died for them or to pay for their sins, but that Jesus, whom the Romans crucified, God had brought back to life. The good news was that Jesus was alive, and and all that was accomplished through Jesus' death was now reversed, undone, overcome in the resurrection. And, And I'll cite the book of Acts here. Nowhere does the book of Acts define the good news of the gospel 
as Jesus dying. Rather, the good news in the book of Acts is that the, the crucified Jesus has been brought back to life, that he, he's alive. In Acts 4.3, there's quite a few of them here. We're going to read through them. But beginning with Acts 4, sorry, 33, verse 33 of Acts chapter 4, with great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and the great and great grace was upon them all. In Acts 2, 22-24, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law, but God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Acts 2, 32-33, this Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Acts 3, 12-16, you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him, but you rejected the holy and righteous one and asked to have a murderer given to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. Acts 4, 10-11, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead. Acts 5, 30-32, the God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. Acts 10, 36-43, they put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day. And finally, Acts 13, 35-38, even though they found no cause for a sentence of death, they asked Pilate to have him killed. And when they had carried out everything that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God But God raised him from the dead, and we bring you the good news, and here it is defined, that what God promised to our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising Jesus. So, I I resonate deeply with scholars like Dolores S. Williams on this point, speaking in the context of how black women have experienced harm in their Christian communities through certain interpretations of Jesus' death on the cross. Williams writes, and this is in Sisters in the Wilderness, The Challenge of Womanist God Talk, page 132, as Christians, black women cannot forget the cross, but neither can they glorify it. And Williams goes on to remind us that that Jesus didn't come to die. He came to show us how to live. And this is page 130. Matthew, Mark, and Luke suggest that Jesus did not come to redeem humans by showing them God's love manifested in the death of God's innocent child on a cross erected by cruel, imperialistic, patriarchal power. Rather, the text suggests that the Spirit of God in Jesus came to show humans life. The response to this invitation by human principalities and powers was the horrible deed the cross represents, the evil of humankind trying to kill the ministerial vision of life in relation that Jesus brought to humanity. The resurrection does not depend upon the cross for life, for the cross only represents historical evil trying to defeat good. And then she she also writes uh, on the following page, it seems more intelligent and more scriptural to understand that redemption had to do with God through Jesus, giving humankind new vision to see the resources for positive, abundant, relational life. Redemption had to do with God. Through the ministerial vision, giving humankind the ethical thought and practice upon which to build positive, productive quality of life. 
Hence, the kingdom of God theme and the ministerial vision of Jesus does not point to death. It is not something one has to die to reach. Rather, the kingdom of God is a metaphor of hope. God gives those attempting to right the relations between self and self, between self and others, between self and God, as prescribed in the Sermon on the Mount, the Golden Rule, and in the commandment to show love above all else. And again, in the book of Acts, that last verse, Acts 13, 32-33, we bring you the good news that what God has promised to our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising Jesus. It would do well for us to listen to the theology that comes out of the experiences of those in our society who hold a less centered social uh, location. And, and, and this week, um, we can stop and listen to uh, uh, womanist critique of typical Western interpretations of the cross. So, John, the book that this week is reading is from, um, remember it was written when the Jesus move, movement was heavily influenced, uh, it was being heavily influenced by the surrounding culture and social structures of, of certain communities and, and, and had been taken over largely. The, the Jesus movement by this time had been taken over la- largely uh, by the patriarchists. The early egalitarianism of the house churches, it was being pushed out by those who, who favored the more patriarchal structures of, of the surrounding civic organizations. And if you want more history on that, I want to recommend the book In Memory of Her, A Feminist Reconstruction of Christian Origins by um, Elizabeth Schusler uh, Fiorenza. And interpretations and arguments that had uh, that just didn't previously exist in the Jesus movement at this time began to be seen in the early church. One famous example is the statement in First Timothy two, eleven through fourteen. This was a, a new addition to to Christian dialogue. Here it says, "A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over a man. She must be quiet." For Adam was formed, then Eve, and Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. So, though that's a horrible verse, but but um, again, um, there these interpretations, these arguments, they didn't previously previously exist in the Jesus movement, and and now all of a sudden we see them there as the patriarchists uh, start taking over. This was a time when communities that recognized the apostleship of Peter and, and other male disciples, they began to be in conflict with, with communities that recognized the apostleship of like Mary Magdalene and other women like Priscilla in the early church. The era of the patristic fathers was about to begin. So it's interesting that in this same era, the Gospel of John gives us this week's story. Jesus could have showed up to either of the two male disciples referenced in the story, but in Instead, he chooses to appear first to Mary, and and as has been often said, when she tells other believers what she has heard and experienced, Mary becomes an apostle to the apostles. Patriarchists taught that women 
symbolized by Eve, uh, was the first human to to uh, to, to to be de- deceived. But in John's gospel, the the woman is the first human to believe in the risen Jesus. Mary is the new Eve, and this makes sense in the terms of our journey so far through the Gospel of John and the lectionary. The the, the Johannine community had many Gnostic leanings. In later Gnostic communities, a person's sex was a a material matter, not spiritual. It was part of the concrete realm of their physical bodies. What mattered to these dualistic binary communities was a, a person's soul or their spirit, regardless of whether their spirits lived in a physical body that was male or or female. So these communities, they were much more egalitarian in practice than the more orthodox patriarchal Christian communities at that time. And and I've spoken at length about this. Uh, though I reject the, the Gnostics belittling of our bodies and the concrete world, especially considering right now our, our dire need to reverse climate change and 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 the very real uh, material injustices that some communities fight to survive and thrive in in spite of every day. I, I do appreciate the egalitarian practices that these early beliefs, these early Gnostic beliefs led to. I reject the Gnostic basis for those practices, like the belief that the, the material world doesn't matter. But as a, today, as a contemporary Jesus follower, um, I think we can learn from some of those practices, given the injustices that women still face in our society today. Um, this week's reading shows me a Jesus who chose to reveal himself first to Mary, not Peter, not John. And it reminds me of the importance, especially in our current social context, of listening to women when they speak their truth. So this Easter, let's focus on the life-giving good news of love and justice and their power to overcome, reverse, and undo the death-dealing things in our world. Let's begin like Jesus with prioritizing the voices of women sharing the truth. And, 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 and then let's not stop there. Let's prioritize all the voices that our systems and our practices push to the margins and undersides of our society. Change begins from the margins of our society inward, from the grassroots up. And in our reading this week, uh, change begins in an empty tomb after a Roman cross with a woman named Mary daring to hope again and a Jesus mistaken for a gardener planting in the hearts of his early followers the seeds of his vision for a world that is safe compassionate and a just home for everyone. So what is the story of Mary and Jesus saying to you this week? Our group application number one, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, again, what is the story of Mary and Jesus saying to you this week? Share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our daily posts. And also, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please like and subscribe to this podcast to whatever podcast platform you use. And if this is an option, consider taking some time there to give us a positive review. This helps others find our podcast as well. And I also want to share with 
with you that we're partnering in a new weekly YouTube show called Just Talking Each Week. Pastor Todd Leonard and I will be talking about the gospel lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about each reading in the context of love and inclusion and societal justice. And our hope is that our talking will be just talking, as in justice, and that during our brief conversations each week, you'll also be inspired to do more than just talking. So if you if you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, check it out. You might like it. You can find Just Talking each week on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd Just Talking. So please like, subscribe. Hit the notification button there and leave us a comment. And if you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. Lastly, my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels, is now available also at renewedheartministries.com. Right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.